This is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast where we do our best to express our love of life and talk about the things that keep us weird. I'm Krista. And I'm Julie. Today, we're talking about Nicolas Cage. Rage for the Cage! So this past weekend, I had a very eventful, packed weekend. It was literally the busiest eventful thing I've had to do in a long time. And for one of these things, I went to like a plant arboretum organization fundraiser type thing where all these different nurseries and parks and stuff brought trees and plants to sell. So I brought my mother, obviously, and we get there at like 10, 15. And she's just like, hey, at 1030, I need to take my blood pressure medication. So I need to find something to drink. I said, okay, what's the first thing we spot? A homebrew beer tap. <laughs> what's the thing my mother gets at 1030 in the morning to take her blood pressure medication? Homemade beer. Oh my god. <laughs> it resulted in the most ridiculous thing. So there were like a mil not millions, of course. There's probably like a couple dozen different greenhouses, like walkthroughs. And we kept going in ones that nobody was in, which is just weird for how many people were there, but it kept happening. And there were two in particular that were just hostas. That's all they were. And she ends up crying in the hosta house, is what we call it, because she gets, like, smashed on this one beer because it was, like, a much higher alcohol content because it wasn't sanctioned or anything. And she starts crying about my dad and, like, how she complains about him, but she'll never leave him and all this stuff and just, like, holding on to me in this greenhouse. <laughs> And then she has, like, a quarter of her beer left. And the Yellow Jacket won't leave her alone. He wants the beard. So she chugs it chugs it, and throws it at the Yellow Jacket and hits one of the shop people. <laughs> I have to apologize and, like, clean it up. And then she sees our friend Luke, who's the one who told us about it. And she starts, like, hugging and holding on to Luke, talking about how she had a breakdown in the hosta house. And I'm just standing there like, yes, I'm taking responsibility for this woman. <laughs> Yep, so that that was my oh. story of the week. <laughs> was he very confused? No, he's used to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, a, that's fine. That's Dawn. I'll, I'll go into the hosta house with you <laughs> if you want, if that makes you feel like She just went, I was squalling in the hosta house. <laughs> she was done. <laughs> yep. Why didn't she just bring a bottle of water? They had water there. We found out afterwards, because that's what I got. <laughs> get beer. <laughs> I don't know if you can drink beer with your blood pressure. I don't think that's the point, no. <laughs> she went, Luke, let me tell you, do not drink beer with your high blood pressure. <laughs> we cut the chit-chat a-hole. I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. Hi, how do you refill this? I don't have a prescription. Sir, please wait your turn. I know, I know, but this is an emergency. Hey, buddy, ever heard of a lie? Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being to you? Pissed blood! Julie, what are we talking about today? And why are we talking about it today? Because we weren't going to talk about this originally. We were going to talk about sheep. But then something came up. Beep, don't beep. Don't talk about sheep. Beep, <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> That's soon, soon. <laughs> well, I am on a journey, Krista. I don't know if you realize this. I will be a different person after this. I full well know. And my journey is I'm going to watch every Nicolas Cage movie within a year. 
That doesn't sound that hard to people who don't realize he's in over a hundred movies. <laughs> but I, I will endure. I will watch at least two Nicolas Cage movies a week until next year, which we will record another episode. I wanted to document this. That's why this is done now. It's because I just started this. You started the journey with me, but Krista has already decided she cannot continue yeah. on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I have interest in this. It's not, like, completely, like, I'm disinterested. I just don't think with my current what's going on with me that I can do it or that I have enough interest to really make it happen. But there are definitely a good amount of Nicolas Cage movies that I do want to watch. It's just, I don't know. I think, like, the thing that's very weird about Nicolas Cage, which for people who don't know is that he has this tendency to just be in, like, any kind of movie. I mean, like, some that are just ridiculously bad, some that are fine, and some where you're just like, what the hell is this? Who's a Why did you do this? Why was anybody a part of this? <laughs> That's Nicholas. He's been in what? What is it? It's like a hundred? A hundred and thirty? My list is technically 98 movies, but I cut a few. Okay, a so few you... that were specifically okay. So yeah, let's talk about like how this is gonna work. Let's talk about the project. Okay. Okay. So I'm a very systematic, organized person, and thus I have a giant Excel spreadsheet of all of Nicolas Cage's movies. Okay. Um, the list is 98. The movies that I cut are movies like, for instance, G Force. He has like two lines in that movie, and he's a guinea pig. Like it's not. I'm not feeling Nick Cage from that. So I cut movies like that. I cut movies that I need he, to see his face. I need maybe. to see that face. I cut movies that he just produced or was like honorable mention. I cut the documentaries that he was an actor, like they interviewed him in. And then there's that, the history of swear words. I cut that because it's a show. So technically it's more than a hundred, but I just cut out the ones that I don't think really fit the project. Into the Spider-Verse. I cut Spider-Verse because he's a very minor character and we have seen it. So it's, yeah. if we hadn't seen it, I probably would have kept it. But since I know exactly what his role was in that and it's not a lot and it's animated so I don't even see him, I cut it. Insert that line here. Sometimes I let matches burn down to my fingertips just to feel something, anything. But I did keep the Croods, even though I haven't seen it because he is a main character in that animated movie. So you I won't cut... get to see his face. No, but he's like a main character. I get to hear his voice. Yeah. So I did cut some things, and generally I might have to add one, because I've already had a couple movies, I'm like, none of these don't go in the ratings I have decided. <laughs> I organized my list by the t Rotten Tomatoes rating, which I don't really believe in, but it's just a rough basis. So from 0% to 98%, right? And I'm going top and bottom. Two movies a week, I watched one on the bottom, one on the top. <laughs> so far it's okay, <laughs> but... I give the movies my own personal kind of synopsis of how I feel about it. And then I give a general rating of one of three things. Good, as in an actual good movie. Bad, as in I loved it, but it's terrible. And three, waste of time. No one needs to watch this. This movie never should have been yeah. created. There's no, there's nothing here for anybody. Which, just to kind of get back on this point, I think like part of the reason why this started... And I think, like, this is probably something that we may end up getting into into a later episode. But Julie and I both have this thing where we have a love of bad movies. And I think that was kind of where the start. Because 
Nick Cage, for anybody who doesn't know, is kind of the king of this. Like, he just, like I said, he'll take anything. I swear. Like, there are some things that he's in. You're like, Nick Cage, don't you have some priorities? Don't you, like, I mean, I know you like acting. I can tell because you have done way too many movies. But, like, standards, man. Yeah, I have some standards. <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't know. I, I think for me, it's just personally, I, I like movies a lot. I do, I tend to like movies that are probably kind of more like on the good I, I don't want to say pretentious because I don't always like the pretentious movies either it's just like I do have standards I guess is what I'll say but then for whatever reason I am also very good at just watching movies that are just shit garbage and like being like huh, yeah there's a beauty to them yeah so <laughs> it's like beauty. <laughs> it's like when people love the ugly dogs you're like it's so ugly that it's cute it's so bad that I love it. Like, yeah. it's just this ridiculous thing. And I want a very specific list of Nick Cage movies that are like that. Like, that's, I think, at the core, the reason why I want to do this is because if I want to watch a bad Nicolas Cage movie, I want to know every single fucking one. I don't want to have to wade through the waste of times again when I want a bad movie. So I'll probably, like, every, when I feel like shit or I have a bad mood, I'll probably just watch one of these horrible Nick Cage movies. And if I only know about two or three of them, I'll get tired of them. Like, they lose their fizz. That's the thing about bad movies is a good movie you can watch over and over again and love it still and learn new things. A bad movie, after a few times, you're like, yeah, it's losing some luster. Like, this is... Yeah. I mean, I think bad movies are just... I mean, obviously, they're a waste of time. Like, they're not... You're not really gaining anything from them, but like it's also it's just one of these things where it's like, you know what? Kind of makes me feel good. That was kind of funny in a weird way. Cool. I I think also too, it is incredible to see the ones that are just so so bad. Like just like what what was even going on? Like I got Who had the this... money to do this? <laughs> yeah, there is one. Okay, so for a while, one of the actors, like, I was kind of watching a lot of their stuff is, um, his name is Noah Centeno. I don't know actually how you say his last name. A lot of people will recognize him just because he's kind of, for a while, he was known as, like, the internet's boyfriend. For a long time, he did a lot of stuff where it was, like, he was just kind of the cute guy in, like, romantic comedies. He was on, um... He was on, like, one of the famous TV shows. I can't think of what it is right now. You're joking. I know, I am joking. <laughs> I didn't watch this TV show. That's the problem. Whatever. Was it Gossip know. Girl? I didn't watch it's that. It's one of the ones I didn't watch. Okay, whatever. He was in, like, one of the... He was in one of the more famous TV shows, and he did fairly well in it. People liked him. Whatever. So I started watching a bunch of his stuff, because he's got a bunch of things on Netflix. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I I get in the mood to watch, like, romantic things sometimes, and he's in a lot of them. Make so, dreamy face. <laughs> anyway, he's... Eh, I mean, well, for one thing, he's quite a bit younger than me, so that's... Oh. Eh. I don't even know who you're talking about, so... Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you would have seen anything that he's in, to be honest. So, don't worry about it. But whatever. He's out there. And <laughs> Choking. The thing, moving on. What's up? The thing is, right, he was in... There's this movie on Netflix, and it's called Swiped. I had to look this up because it's... Oh, my gosh. This is one of the worst movies, like, I have literally ever seen. And I mean that from the way of, like, 
you watch this movie and you can tell immediately it's filmed in a weird way. They act in the worst way possible. It feels like a middle school stage production of like, oh, move here. I'm grumpy. Oh man, you're so stupid. You're a nerd. You're gonna do nerd things for me because I'm popular. Like it's just so bad. And I watched, I, I think I ended up stopping watching this movie just because something was going on or something like that. But I watched a lot of it. Just an absolute, like, my jaw dropped. Just, <laughs> what is this thing? This is, and it's on Netflix. Like, you could go watch this movie and it's, it's horrible. It's so bad. But it's just, it's so bad that it's wonderful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Even the plot. Essence. I remember being really strange because it's basically one of those where they decide to make an app for a phone and it's like to get girls. So it's like kind of tender-esque, but it's like really stupid tender-esque and it's like creating all these problems because of the way that they did it. And it's like really mean to women or something. And I'm just like, oh my God, like who made this? Whose idea was this? This Anyway, bad movies. We should... Uh... We should get back to Nick Cage. But my point with this is being is that Julie and I do both have this thing where we like bad movies sometimes. Who doesn't? That's fine. But so you're probably asking, why Nick Cage? Of all the people, we've kind of mentioned he tends to have a lot of bad movies. And that kind of pushed us a lot into it. But there's just something about that man. <laughs> the absolute chaos that he presents... <laughs> is a thing of beauty. It truly is. And one of the other reasons why I picked him is because I noticed, as a Nicolas Cage fan, I've really only watched a handful of movies. And when I actually had the list in front of me, they were all in a very particular decade. And it was very funny to me because it was like 96 to 2002 or something. I've seen every movie from that period and nothing else. <laughs> I was kind of like, well, that's weird. <laughs> So, and he's coming back. That's the other reason why. I've been seeing him more, and the movies he's doing, like, today, as in, like, this past couple years, have gotten high reviews. So I was curious of where his journey went. Like, I just wanted yeah. to know how this happened. Is he doing any better? Because, you know, there for a while, I, I, from what I understand, he was doing a lot of pretty bad stuff. I think he got, well... Bad stuff. By bad stuff, I mean he was doing bad movies. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, he got in, like, financial trouble. I don't quite understand, like, all the legalities of it. But, like, I think essentially he just got in a bunch of debt. And so he just was doing movies just to do movies, I guess, just to pay the bills. And apparently a lot of them were quite bad from what I understand. So maybe he's making a comeback. Maybe he realized he doesn't make enough money and he's like, I guess I'll do good movies Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I I have kind of read, like, a few articles and things or, like, little snippets about him and, like, him just being like, oh, yeah, like, I need to work because, like, I get in trouble if I don't. <laughs> like, he's, like, one of those kind of people. I was like, okay, well, you can work on a good movie, but I don't know. I guess whatever you're feeling. <laughs> I don't know your life. Yeah. Okay, Julie. So, let's talk about the movies we've seen. So you're talking about how you watched a bunch from a particular decade. Are there any like that from that particular decade, like you just want to mention like as loving or that you at least think you'll love? I don't know. Maybe you'll rewatch it and you'll be like, 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 90s horror. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> As of right now, my favorite prior to this project, my favorite Nicolas Cage movie was The Rock. It's a good movie. It's not a bad Nicolas Cage movie. It's a good movie. It has Sean Connery. Uh, I always get his name wrong because I want to say Harrison Ford because it's Harrison something. I never say it correctly. Yeah. So it has Ed Harris in it as well. And the plot, it's a military-esque movie. And Nicolas Cage plays like a bomb diffuser with OCD <laughs> and anxiety and shit, which he does so well. He does any like mental health strange oddities very well because he's insane and we love him. So that movie is very good in that way. It's talking about like Alk trash and like breaking into Alk trash and stuff like that. So I, that's my favorite movie prior to this project. And I guess yeah. the year, the date range I watched was 96 to 2004. I've seen like every movie in that pocket. Which I definitely need to watch The Rock. I do need to watch that one. Yeah. Because, so here's the thing for me, which I probably haven't mentioned this a lot. I haven't watched a lot of Nick Cage movies. And I will say that probably the ones that I've watched are not really very good ones. I've watched uh, City of Angels. I've watched both of the National Treasures. I've watched, um, what is it, like Family Man? Is that the one? <laughs> Which, that's fine. It's been a long time since I've watched that. I couldn't, like, tell you more about it besides, like, Nicolas Cage is in some kind of weird Christmas Carol situation. <laughs> um, that's all I remember about it. Um, that's that quote that I say that I don't know why it's the quote I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to say it? <laughs> Any guy here would give their left nut to be with Kate. Like, that's just the one thing I remember about that stupid fucking movie. <laughs> I just, like, I remember the basic premise and, like, a couple scenes from it, but, like, I don't, I couldn't tell you how that movie ends. I can't, I can't, I don't think I remember it's how it begins. Christmas Carol, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the and, only and then, um, quote I remember. <laughs> stupid movie. And then I watched, um... The one where he's the motorcycle guy. Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Which I <laughs> so remember bad. being bad, but I also like don't really remember watching it. That's kind of Nick Cage for me. And I will say, I'm iffy about Nick Cage. He kind of freaks me out a little bit. I will just put that out there. It's fine. I'm good with him like being in movies. I think the ones that are harder for me are the ones where he's like very specifically like romantic interests <laughs> because I'm like, I, I like, <laughs> like you creep me out just a little bit and it's a little bit harder for me to buy into that. He looks a little bit like my dad, so <laughs> I get it. <laughs> my dad is like if you took Nick Cage and Ryan Gosling and put them together. <laughs> and it's super weird. And it's funny because I'll say that and people are like, your dad doesn't look like Ron Gosling. But Krista, it happened to her. It happened to her. There's, I think it's his eyes. My dad has the same eyes. And then like his hair and just general body shape and face shape is Nicolas Cage. So it's just very funny, weird. And I just remember because people will go on about how cute Ryan Gosling is. I'm like, no, I saw my dad once, can't do it. And no one believed me. And then one day I get a call from Krista. It happened to me. I saw your dad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I think it was in, um, I think it was in that one movie that you kept recommending to me. The one... Crazy that, Stupid Love? Yeah, it was, like, in that, I don't remember why, but there was, like, one particular scene where I was, like, okay. <laughs> I, <see. laughs> I was, like, that's really weird. I but, know. yeah. No, I have that. That happens to me sometimes. Actually, there was this one time 
where this very mean girl called me a lesbian because I kept staring at her too much because she looked like a lot like from Glee. I don't know if you watch Glee, but like the main girl, she's like the brown haired girl. Her name's Rachel Berry. She looked a lot like her. So like I kept looking at her because I was like trying like to, I don't know, just like process it in my mind. And then she called me a lesbian and I was like, okay. I just, I thought you looked like this actress, but Now I mean, you're ugly. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, she was kind of an awful person for a lot of reasons. I mean, not really that I cared that she called me a lesbian, but like... To she, purposely she, use it like it's an insult. Like, yeah. You're she, probably a shitty person. She was, she was just not great. But yeah, I totally get the actor thing. Anyway. So I get how Nick Cage is creep. He's, that's kind of his point. That's one of the reasons why I like him. <laughs> I like him in certain stuff, which I don't know if we want to get into some of these ones that we started watching together. I like him more when he's weird. Raging and weird. Yeah, when he's weird, it works a lot for me. It's just, I think it's when he's in more normal roles that I'm like, mm, and there's a line, like some of it's fine. But then once you get past that line, I'm like, I can't, I can't buy into this. I can't do it. Like not... <laughs> It just, I don't know. It creeps me out just a little bit. I'm sure he's a fine person. It's not really me saying anything about him. It's just, there's, I think there are certain actors and certain things that like, it's like, it doesn't work for me. It's not my gist. So the things that we watched together, because we had like a little, a we movie had a little day. weekend where we started the project. <laughs> yeah, where we watched some things. So do we want to talk about, which a lot of people got very concerned about you this weekend. They did. It was great. So, the first one that we watched was a movie called Rage, which I think gave Julie a lot of concern. I love that movie. Okay. That's so far. That's my favorite bad movie. It was so good. It's so quotable. I love it so much. So what she's saying that people were concerned. So to mark the occasion... Well, wait, should, should we give, like, a basic plot about Not what Rage Not yet. Is? I just want to say this quote okay, fine. for say, no reason. <laughs> so to, what people were concerned about is I do have a Facebook that I generally just use for sharing memes. I'm a shit poster, predictable as so. And to mark the occasion, because in a year from now, I want this to pop up on my memories. I picked a favorite quote out of each mo movie that we watched, right? And all of them seem very out of place because I don't really post anything like that. I just share shit. And so from this movie, I just, I did the quote, you don't bring a hooker into your home, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's you don't bang strippers. You don't your... bring strippers in your home. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Misquote. Yeah, you don't bang strippers in your home. And I guess lining up with the other quotes I picked, people were like very concerned. Like I'm not saying just one person. I got multiple private messages from people that were concerned about me. <laughs> like, one person was like, oh, do I have to bury a hooker? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and just all this ridiculous shit. Because I think one of the other quotes was, you have my authority to be stay out of the fucking way. Like, it was that. <laughs> and the and no was, context. No context. context. I just put the quote and nothing else. And then the other one was like, when this is over, I'm going to rip this face off and burn it. Like, it's <laughs> And it was great. I'm so happy with the results. <laughs> okay. So let's just let's just talk about rage. Let's talk about this first one. This beautiful movie. Okay. So we thought that this was a bad movie, but not a waste of time movie. And I would agree with that. I think um 
It has a very weird plot. That is definitely the thing I will say about it. It has a plot. Okay, look. We have to talk about the plot of this movie because this is the strangest setup for a movie ever because essentially what it is is like Nick Cage is a guy who was once a gangster. They bring this up constantly. <laughs> that he's no like a, longer a gangster. Yeah, he, for, he's not. They he's don't not. really tell you like why that is or like how he, he went stopped. Straight. Yeah, he just kind of stopped. He got a family. He had a kid. I guess I assume it's because of the kid. I don't know. Then one day... His kid goes missing, and then they find, like, a day later, she dies. Okay, so then he gets all back into his gangster life. He's, like, trying to figure out, like, what happened to her, all this kind of stuff. You know, it's, I mean, that part of the plot is pretty typical, right? Except for, this movie's, like, almost two hours long. There's, like, (laughs) almost no other plot. Like, he's, like, essentially trying to figure out who killed his daughter. You don't find out until... 10 minutes before the movie is over and the whole rest of the movie is just him like beating people up and then talking to people and being like, where is she? No, that is not what happened. (laughs) Yes. No, listen. That is not what happened. It is what happened. This is what happened. Without giving away anything, because like we said, the only time something actually happens is like the last 10 to 15 minutes. (laughs) He doesn't question hardly anyone. He just starts killing motherfuckers without asking any questions or trying to get any feedback. Essentially, yeah, she's missing and he's, they're trying to figure out why, you know, this is the first 20 minutes of the movie. And she turns up with like a bullet in the middle of her brain and a river or something. The only data they receive about this is ballistics, that it was a Russian gun. So he just starts fucking up Russians by killing them, not just, not questioning them, not beating, just straight up. Yeah. Killing all of them. And then one gets away from him and he like finds him and starts yelling at him about like killing their do- his daughter. And the guy goes, why would we do that? And they reveal this thing that they don't explain ever. Like they take the last 15 minutes of the movie to explain this horrible thing they did to the Russians that would cause them to do this. But they keep doing these weird flashbacks yeah. that they don't explain. And he goes, because I did this thing. And the guy goes, you did that? And then he kills him. <laughs> and that keeps happening. Anytime they actually question someone, they reveal this thing and they had no idea he did it. Yeah. And then he kills them. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. And, the, and okay. So then too, like, okay. So there's all that. There's the fact that the plot is just, it's nonsense. Like, it's just it's, them rampaging. Yeah. It's essentially nothing happens. Like it's them like attempting to do things and then like backpedaling 10 steps every single time. Like they'll go kill a bunch of Russians. It's like nothing happens. Okay. They'll go kill more Russians. Nothing happens. Okay. They'll go kill more Russians. And maybe they finally, for the freaking first time, ask somebody what happened to the daughter. And he's like, dude, I have no idea. They kill him. Nothing happens. That is like the entirety of this movie. And then the other part of it is just the camera. Yeah. Okay. There's two things about the camera. Okay, one is just Nick Cage in general. He is so checked out in this he movie. He <laughs> has one expression per scene. He does not change his face for anything. They just, like, show his face not doing anything while people are talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> and there is this one scene, oh my gosh, where, like, he's talking to this guy. You loved every one of those <laughs> scenes with that stupid teen. <laughs> You're like, no. what is he Okay, doing? well, the teen. But I was talking about the older guy in the wheelchair, where uh. he just kept he just kept sitting there and he'd be like, sit down. And, like, Nick would change. Just basics that whole time they're in a graveyard it's like 
<laughs> so good. That scene was very good. Okay, but the other thing that Julie was talking about with the camera thing, this is the thing that really bothered me. I don't know why. They chose to go with this very weird way of filming where it's like the camera is always moving. So it like, honestly, the best way that I can describe it is it kind of almost feels like you're a little bit sick. <laughs> because it's like this kind of almost like you're rocking back and forth motion. The entire movie, why they chose to do this, I have no idea. <laughs> At one point they do the running cam where they're running with Nick Cage and running with the camera. And then what I love about it is because Nick Cage only has one expression per scene, they'll try to make it more serious or something and they'll just pan around his face as it doesn't change. <laughs> fucking love it. There's a scene where he's in a car and because of how it pans around, you just lose more and more of his face in the window, but he doesn't change. <laughs> While his buddy is talking that you don't see. Yeah, he the, he was definitely super checked out for this movie. It was beautiful. So, okay, so you said that this one was your, your favorite so, so far. far. This is my favorite of the bad movies so far. Yeah, I think I have in my book that you gave it a 6 out of 10. Is that still how you feel? It is. I fucking loved it. <laughs> 6 out of 10 for a bad movie. So, I mean, do you give it, like, higher if it's a good bad movie? Yes. Okay. Well, I just, I mean, like, I wasn't sure if, like, there's different scales. There's different scales because, like, for instance, if the lighting and the music and everything was really off, I'd give it a lower rating. But there were some things that were done fine. Like, it's not... Like, everything was done poorly. It's just Nick Cage was at his peak of just, what is going on? Nothing on yeah, that face. like, he just showed up. And, like, every other actor <laughs> was trying to compensate, it feels like. Like, they had to overact. Like, the whole, every interaction yeah. with his wife confused the fuck out of us. Like, yeah, we like, and what is... The other thing that was really weird, too, is, like, everybody else was weirdly cast. Mm. Like, he was fine, I guess. But, like, everybody else, like, it was like they came from a soap opera or something. Yeah. They looked really bizarre. Yeah, his wife and daughter looked like siblings. Yeah. Dead on. Like, it wasn't even just slightly, or they had one age line. They literally looked like they were a couple years apart siblings. Yeah. Which was just strange. And there was even, like, his one friend who was, like, the pretty friend or whatever, but it was, like, he was almost too pretty. Because, like, there was, like, the other people in the movie kind of looked like real people, and then he was, like, kind of... He just stood out. like Tan, pepper hair, chiseled face, muscular. And we're like, everyone else is chubby. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Yeah, it's just weird. There was a couple people in the movie where it was like, you weren't the best cast, but mm -hmm. okay, here you are. Yeah. But okay. I definitely recommend this one as a bad movie. That is chef's kiss. Like, it yeah. was exactly what I want out of a bad movie. <laughs> you remember... You don't bang strippers in your home. Yeah, you don't bang strippers in your home. Literal although, quote. There were a handful of quotes from that one that I loved. Although there were other people who disagreed with you. They said you should bang yeah, strippers. Yeah, there was a lot of weird comments <laughs> from people who don't talk to me. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's go on to the next one, which this is a big one. This is like one of the bad movies that everybody talks about all the time. The Wicker Man. Which this was one that I was excited to see because I have heard a lot of things about this. Although I will say, right off the bat, I was upset because I realized we didn't watch the correct version of this. Which almost made it funnier though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still had a good time. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, there's a lot of people who probably know about The Wicker Man just because 
The you bees! Know, yeah, you can enter enter that here. That there's the whole the bees thing where he's like, the bees, not the bees, ah! That thing. That's the thing we've actually put in a soundbite before. <laughs> this, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is where that comes from. The version that we watched, they cut this from the, the thing. So if you wanted to know, essentially this happens the very end of the movie. It, he's allergic to bees and it's this whole colony or whatever the island is more bee oriented. Let's just say that. So they're kidnapping him to sacrifice him to the wicker man, right? Sorry if I ruined it. <laughs> um, and to torture him, they break his legs and then put this like beehive thing that you've seen on him and then throw him in this big thing to burn, right? I read up on it because I went, why is that not here? Because all we had <laughs> in our version is you see the mass of people. You do not see Nick Cage, but you hear snapping and him go, my legs! <laughs> and then he's suddenly back on the camera with a swollen face. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> and so what happened is, is they wanted it to, to be rated PG-13 for the theaters. And apparently that's what they had to cut. They had to cut just that part <laughs> to make it. PG-13. I don't know why. But also, our version had an end that the, the theatric or our theatrical version had an end that the not-rated version had and that we got to see a clip of the women going and preying upon James Franco. Yeah. Which I also don't understand that. Like, is it them trying to hit a certain time slot? But So if you're trying to get specifically that B scene, that is the not-rated version, that's harder to get because I couldn't get it. I tried to like download it to watch and it just was harder to get so so just i mean because we've kind of talked about it a little bit here the plot of the wicker man just for anybody who wants to know it's supposed to be scary <laughs> essentially <laughs> this was a movie i'm not exactly sure when the older movie came out long longer ago and that movie was scary, from what I understand. So this is a remake of it. But, like, the plot... It's another one where the plot is just very strange. It's kind of, like... It just sort of ends up being ominous, I guess, is the way I would describe it. But, like, essentially, Nick Cage is a cop. He goes to this island, and to be honest... Julie and I were very confused about this for a while because, like, at first, it's like they insinuate that this uh, person's daughter is his daughter. But for some but reason, like, nobody in the movie grasped that concept but us. And we were like, isn't it obvious that's his daughter? And then they make it some big reveal in yeah. the middle. And we're like, why would you even go if you didn't think it was your kid? Yeah. It's <laughs> well, because I'm a cop. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's, just, it's very <laughs> weird because, like, this girl, I don't know, it was, like, his fiance yeah, and she broke up with him and then there's like all this weird stuff and then, then like he ends up going to the island to like help her with the daughter situation and it's just like but but why because like for one of the things that was even weird about it's like he's a cop but like he's a cop from like a completely different state so he like travels to this place to like be like oh i'm gonna help like on this murder investigation blah blah or not murder but like kidnapping i guess and it's just like but why? Like, there's so many things in this movie that are like, but why did you do this? Mm -hmm. I don't, like, and they never explain it ever at all. Um, the other thing they never explain is the very beginning of the movie, he watches, like, some little girl blow up in a car wreck. 
And he keeps having flashbacks, and we don't know why. <laughs> Never, like, I guess it's some connection to the kid. Like, is that supposed to explain why he went to the island? Because he saw some other kid die, and he feels stuff. Like, there's no reason for this entire scene, or how many times they flash back to it. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot. They keep flashing back to it, and we're like, it's nothing new, and there's nothing that... We, t- we made a joke because he has, like, anxiety medicine. We're just like, oh, gotta get the train away, because it's... Really yeah, weird. Our, uh, yeah, because they're a tr- sorry. There's a big truck that like hits the car or something that ends up killing the one person that he keeps having the flashbacks back. So like he keeps like dreaming he'll see the truck, and so then it's like, yep, gotta take my anti truck and the truck pills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But okay, so much of what is good about this movie though, because I would say that this was a pretty good bad movie. Yes, it's got a little bit of, like, ominous creep factor. The ending is a little bit rough, I will say that. But, like, the, like, just the The progression. (laughs) It's just, like, Nick Cage steadily getting more and more mad. And, like, not even mad in a way that really makes sense. He starts getting to a point where he is just going around, like, running from room to room. Like, just, like... In a panicked state. Like, he'll run in somewhere. He'll see something. He's like, nope. And then he'll run somewhere else. He'll He doesn't have time for that. Like, yeah. he'll open a door and a fucked up thing will be behind that door. And he's, nope. Like, just closes. And this it's not like that happens once. That happens a handful of times. And this whole movie is just a slow progression of his, like, rampage. Like, he just builds up to the end of it where <laughs> my favorite part is, like, he goes up to this woman who the entire movie's had these snappy, like, remarks to him and been really shitty to him. And he just, before, she's about to have her remark where she's like, oh, what do you, he just punches her. He just punches her in the face. (laughs) He doesn't say a word. And I love it. Like, it's so good. He just eventually gets to the point, he starts with, like, gentle questioning. And then he's kind of harsher. He's like, people need to tell me something. And then he goes to cussing and screaming at children to them punching people. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's great. And there's one point where he's in a bear costume and punching and kicking people. And look, I don't know if people know that this exists. You should know. This is a thing. For real. He is in a little, a literal head-to-toe bear costume going around punching and kicking people. Yes. It's, it's great. And this is why people love The Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Even though... Yeah, it's probably a bad movie. I, yeah, I would say there's not, it's not like the kind of movie that's going to win any Academy Awards. Like I said, it's not really that scary. The ending is a bit, like, if you're not into that kind of stuff, I will say, like, the ending is a bit much, because it, it is, like, kind of graphic, and I'm sure the unrated version was probably worse. That part of it's, like, it wasn't particularly funny, but, like, all the stuff leading up to that part is just... Very good. Chef's kiss. Again. So this is another... This is very bad and we loved it. <laughs> loved every second of it. The ending makes the movie make more sense, admittedly. Because you're kind of on Nick Cage's side where you're like, why is no one answering you? Why is everyone insane? <laughs> but when you see the ending, you're like, oh, alright. <laughs> yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just don't understand why you just didn't leave. Or why he went there in the first place if he didn't think it was his fucking kid. I guess that's what all the flashbacks are for, like I said. So, what did we even have as, like, the quote for this? 
What was the... That was the, um, you have my fucking authority to stay out of the way when he yells at, like, the parent with the kids. Because she's like, I don't think you have the authority to be here. Well, you have the fucking authority to stay out of my fucking way. Like, he just cusses at her while he's ripping masks off kids. <laughs> there are so many parts where he's just so angry. And he it's is. the funny. And it's I think so it's great. mainly funny because, like, nobody reacts the way, like, I guess you would in that situation. Oh, other quote is phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> What's the ultimate sign of male purity, I think is what the question was. And then the kids say phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> yeah, because I, I guess we didn't really, like, talk about this part. But, like, base, like part of the thing is, is, like, this island that he's on, it's it's a big, like, kind of women's society thing. Like, it's, like, very... It's the beehive. That's kind of the yeah. over-encompassing creepiness of it. Women are the best. Like, there's mainly women and stuff on this island. And it's, like, kind of, I think, like, midsummer. Like, I know that that was something that came out more recently where it's, like, got that kind of, like, creepy, almost, like, culty type of thing. But, um... It's just odd, to be honest. It's There's a lot of Nick Cage going around asking people questions and them not answering it. And that is... <laughs> And then him getting more and more and more frustrated, <laughs> but nobody ever reacts to him in the kind of way that you would to somebody who's frustrated. So he just keeps getting more and more frustrated because, <laughs> like, he'll like be cursing and like saying stuff to them, and like and they they'll just, start laughing. They just like, won't do anything, and then he's just like, "What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> like, why is nobody concerned about anything?" It's great. Anyway, that's the Wicker Man. Okay, so. Next thing that we watch together, we want to talk about Face Off. Face Off. This is probably one of his most popular movies, so if you've seen any Nick Cage movie, this is probably on most of your lists, I'd say. Other than, I guess, if you've only seen the more current stuff. But this was the first time for Krista. I had seen Face Off before, and I knew what I was watching. I didn't remember everything, obviously, but... What a golden 90s movie it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> There's, I, have, I have problems with some of those things that you just said. Okay. I did really like Face Off. I t it's, it's so hard sometimes with, like, movies that are older because, yeah, it's really 90s. And, like, there's some stuff where I just, I don't know. I don't think it would really fly today, but... Man, is that movie just kind of weird in a glorious way. I won't say it's, like, the worst. So, the thing about Face Off, right? You have, like, a cop. John Travolta. Yeah. Okay, John Travolta's in this movie, which... Okay, so this is... Actually, this is our first one, I guess, where Nick Cage isn't the main character, technically. It's John Travolta. Well, I mean... There. He's the main character as John Travolta, though. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Right. It's confusing. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> right. Oh, this movie. John Travolta's a cop, and his, like, arch enemy is, I don't know, he's like a thief? I don't really know. No, he's a terrorist. Okay, a terrorist guy. Right, so he ends up finally capturing him. There's like, okay, well, wait a minute. First thing about this, part of the reason why he's his enemy is because he kills his son because he was trying to kill him. Which, okay, even that whole side plot was very weird because there's, like, one part in the movie where he's like, I was trying to kill you and I accidentally killed your son and you Get took it really personally. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you take a second shot? Why did you just, why did you just quit? <laughs> why did you just kill his son and move on? 
You didn't it's think that was going to make things worse? It's because Nick Cage is an insane, chaotic <laughs> mess. Like, that's his whole shtick, is that he's just, he's the joker of this realm, okay? Right. Nothing he does is supposed to make any sense. <laughs> okay, this, this is negligible mostly to the plot, except for the part that I will say. They, John Travolta has this thing where he touches people's faces. <laughs> and I just forget. I just can't. <laughs> Like, that was, like, the first sign for me in this. I was like, what the fuck is this? And, like, to be honest, like, I thought that they were going to, like, bring it up. Like, it was going to be, like, something like, oh, like, the kid has autism or, like, you know, like, something, like, where that, like, makes, like, he does it for a reason. It's the most creative thing they could think of as a, like, this is me. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, essentially all it is is him running his entire hand down people's faces. And the first time you see this, it's with his son. They never explain why he does this. And it is weird. Every single time it happens, there is never a moment where it happens where you're like, yeah, that felt right. That was a good moment for that. Yeah, (laughs) it was always like, no, you need to stop putting your entire hand on people's faces. It's weird. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, cop guy, terrorist guy. Cop guy captures the terrorist guy. And then... There's, like, this whole plot. He's, like, gonna... The terrorist guy was gonna blow something up. So they're like, okay, cop guy. In order to do this, you're gonna have to trade your whole entire life, face, and body. Because he was in a coma. So, like, they can't interrogate him. And his brother, Nick Cage's brother, has all the information, but he's paranoid and would only trust Nick Cage. Right. And they're like, you know him better than anybody. You need to trade faces. Right. So he becomes so john travolta becomes nick cage okay right so from there even just like a lot of weird things just like you know basically nick cage pretending to be john travolta pretending to be a cop (laughs) yeah and just i don't know it's that part of it's fine then (laughs) nick cage's character wakes back up and is like whoa what the fuck i don't have a face anymore which to be fair yes that's pretty fucked up. I don't know why they didn't just kill him, but okay. <laughs> and then he becomes John Travolta and like burns all the evidence and stuff that, that they ever that, made that ever, Yeah, that, that ever happened. And <laughs> so then they're just each other. I like how just you're so into analyzing this. It's not what it's for. <laughs> no, no, no. This is fine. It's just okay. So then they're each other. Now this is important to explain the plot because there's parts of this where this movie becomes very fucked up. So there's a bunch it of wasn't. things. It never was. There's a bunch of things where Nicolas Cage and Astrovo- John Travolta is sleeping with John Travolta's wife. <laughs> and that's pretty bad because remember, Nick Cage was the one who killed their son. So that's pretty fucked up. Um, he hits on the daughter too. Yeah, he hits on the daughter because the daughter is like attractive in teenage age. And it's like, there's a few scenes where he's like kind of hitting on her. And it's like, you're her dad in this face. She please doesn't know. Please don't. I don't know what this is creepy in a whole way. Oh my gosh. There's just (laughs) so many things. And okay, so like eventually, whatever, they end up getting back in their normal faces. Towards the end of the movie, there were just two thoughts that I was having. Okay, for one thing, John Travolta ends up taking this kid and then is like, I'll take this kid home and that'll replace my dead son. 
and the wife and the daughter and everybody's just like fine with it. They just roll. And and I'm like, I don't think I think you shouldn't shouldn't do this for a lot of reasons. It's pretty fucked up, but okay. (laughs) The other thing that ran through my mind towards the end was it was just like, because there's like all these things where like the people are like shooting at opposite people and then like you know, they're trying to, like, figure out who's who and all this stuff. And I'm like, this family just needs so much therapy. <laughs> yeah. Like, by the end of it. Because there's, like, this, oh, my gosh. this <laughs> scene. can't stop. I can't. The scene <laughs> with the daughter. No, we both had this reaction <laughs> where the daughter had the, because it was John Travolta. So, Nick Cage as John Travolta, like, holding the daughter. She's screaming and freaking out. There's, like, the terrorist guy who is actually John Travolta. She can't figure out the whole entire time. She's just screaming and so confused. <laughs> Can't even finish your thought. Just it was just beautiful. It's if you wanna know what the '90s were all about, <laughs> just watch this fucking movie. Like I think if I looked at it from the lens of today, I would say it's a terrible movie. I would say it's a bad, hilarious movie. When I look at it through 90s lens, it's a good movie. That's what we wanted in the 90s, and that's what we got, okay? So, I marked it as a good movie because I did see it back then, and I can still see it with that perspective. I think out of all of these, I probably enjoyed this one the most. Like, it was probably my It was favorite. when Nick Cage was younger, and he, like, gave his all to be the crazy fucking dude. <laughs> but then also John Travolta. Yeah. John Travolta. Okay. It's intense. Okay. Well, you you want to talk about Kiss of Death real quick, and then I have... Oh, right. I have to talk about one of the movies I saw that you didn't. Okay. <laughs> Kiss of Death, we'll just briefly mention, because we decided this was like a waste of time movie. This is our first waste of time. Yeah. It, Nick Cage was not the main character in this one. He was a side character. Halfway through, he becomes the main protagonist. So, like, it was enough of a Nick Cage movie. No, he's the he's the villain. He's sorry, the, he's the yeah. main antagonist. Sorry, right? Switch. Um, I will say uh, there was a couple things that cracked me up about this movie. Some of it has to do with Nick Cage. Some of it doesn't. One of the things that cracked me up about this movie is just like some of the things with the plot. Because one thing is is like. It's this weird circumstance where it's like this guy, he goes to do this thing, he gets caught, so then he ends up in jail, and it, like, kind of ruins his life. So, like, he had a kid, he had um, a wife, all this kind of stuff. And then, like, it's very bizarre because pretty much immediately he goes to jail, his wife then, like, sleeps with his cousin for a seemingly no reason either. It they was implied very she got bizarre. drunk, I guess, like that he yeah. got her drunk knowing she hadn't drank in forever, took advantage of her, and then she, she's like, oh no, my kid, and rushes out and gets in a car accident and dies. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Like, I mean, this is like 20 minutes into the movie. And also, it was Helen Hunt. It's not like it was some class B actress that they threw in. It was Helen Hunt they just offed, like right yeah. away. And then the other thing that was weird, too, is, like, that cousin, the guy who, like, essentially partially ruined his life, he ends up dying, like, not that long after it either. So it's just, like, what is this movie? And then, okay, so Nick Cage's character, he ends up being the main antagonist, which, I don't know, even the plot was still even, like, honestly kind of weird to me. It's like he kind of ruined the main character's life inadvertently, whatever. But, like... 
there's just there's a lot of scenes in strip clubs in this movie and that was I think the thing that kind of made me laugh the most because there was like this one part where it's like his dad dies so then like Nick Cage becomes the big boss guy and he's just like dancing and crazy and he's got a very weird look in this movie and that was probably the scene that went out to me the most and then also just the part where the cheating spouse dies immediately yeah but the rest of this movie is just garbage. Like, there's, it's too serious. There's not enough Nick Cage to make it, like, worth watching. Samuel Jackson's in it, and he's a good guy. It's just a waste of time. It was way too serious, too long, and it's a plot that's overdone. And I think it was dated for us because the big twist in it is that the main character records the shitty, like, yeah. legator, uh, or uh, legal, par- ah, what is it called? Like, the, it's not a lawyer, but it's a guy that's, like, politically helping him and also is kind of a lawyer. He's more like a cop. He records him talking shit, and he goes, I recorded you. And I went, yeah. is this the first movie that did that? Or, like, because, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty easy, typical thing that people do now, so. But, I mean, it was just a waste of time. There's no reason to watch that movie. Yeah. There's not even, like, one particular, like, there's moments that are kind of funny because we had to watch it, but there's not even a particular scene I would tell people, oh, just look at this scene. There's nothing yeah. worth I watching. might suggest that one strip club scene where, like, Nick, Nick Cage, Cage for some reason is just losing his mind, but, but he that's even look it. like Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, he more so than look ever. really weird. He's, he's like a, he looks more like a bouncer. Yeah, he's, like, kind of balding. He's, like, really kind of tubby and, like, wearing really weird clothes. Like, he barely looks like himself. But, yeah. Anyway, that's all we'll say about Kiss of Death. Okay. I have to talk about Leaving Las Vegas because this movie really warped my mind. Okay? Okay. We need to talk about it. (laughs) I honestly can't decide what category this movie goes into. That's why I'm like, maybe I need a new category because I can't put this anywhere. For what reason? If you took off the first 30 minutes of this movie, I think it might be a good movie. The first 30 minutes is some of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. I was watching it at work, too, which made it even worse, okay? The first 30 minutes of this movie is tits, alcoholism, and jazz. Like, that is it. That is all that is happening the entire fucking time. (laughs) I think the point of it was, because the plot of this movie is essentially Nick Cage is an alcoholic. And he decides that he is done. Like, he's at the end of alcoholism where it's an illness and he's like, it's a toll on his health and he's dying. And he decides that's okay. And just drops his whole life, sells everything he has, and goes to Las Vegas to die. That's it. That's the plot on Nicolas Cage's side. The other plot going on is there's this hooker, yes, hooker, not stripper, who is lonely (laughs) and meets Nick Cage. Okay, so the beginning 30 minutes kind of shows the background of their lives, I guess. And for hers, it keeps just showing her, like, tits and, like, with clients, and particularly, like, this Russian dude. So it's heavily implied this Russian dude is important and is, like, her pimp, kind of. He's not. <laughs> he, like, he has a scene, like, after the 30 minutes where he essentially tells her to fuck off and then he's never in it again. But they spend all this time in the first 30 minutes making him seem important while she's doing her job. And every moment of this movie is backed by jazz. And not just soft, like, background jazz. I'm talking singing belting loud jazz okay (laughs) so that's just another element that i don't understand 
And then Nick Cage's, like, first 30 minutes is they spend a lot of time showing him trying to take a girl home, but she robs him. And they keep showing this part where she's, like, pretending like she's going to go down on him, but she sucks a ring off his finger. And they make it look like his dick. Like, and they keep showing it. That's the thing. They don't just spend a second... They just keep showing this, and I don't know why. Like, they're just trying to set this really weird mood, and I don't understand. <laughs> and this is the first 30 <laughs> minutes, okay? I don't understand. How was this movie rated? Like, you Rated said, R, I guess. I well, don't know. No, no, no. I mean, you said it was, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, right? So what What? End this was, was a middle at? ground. This wasn't on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the reasons why we, okay. I watched it, is it was, like, a 5.5 or something like that. It was very middle ground on IMDb. So, okay, let's cut the first 30 minutes, all right? Because <laughs> I don't understand it at all. I almost stopped watching, but I'm like, no, this is a project. I have to watch this shitty movie. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is actually very good in it as an actor, not just him. He, it's almost like he has cancer. It doesn't feel like he's an alcoholic. It feels like he has cancer in this movie. And she's a very lonely person who, like, essentially falls in love with his company, because they don't have sex, like, through the movie. They just don't. Because he is, like, a belligerent drunk, and that's not the point of the relationship. Like, I really like a lot of the dialogue. There's some really good dialogue in this movie. I like the concept of that loneliness and meeting each other at the lowest points in their lives and accepting each other for their low points. And that's kind of what's going on. Which is why I have such a hard time, like, deciding how I feel about this movie. So, yeah, like, the... The thing, other than the beginning, just being what it is, she, <laughs> the other weird thing, I have to tell you about this, okay? Oh. The other weird thing, I don't know if it was the timing of the movie, they keep acting like she's in therapy, where they just have the camera on her, you know, and she's talking about her experiences. They never explain that or ever show that she's actually talking to somebody or anything, like... The beginning, she talks about her worst night ever. And then she explains the whole, like, pimp walking out. She explains, like, the shitty thing he did that they referred to. And then she does it, I think, two more times. I don't remember the middle one is. And the last one, she talks about, like, her relationship with Nick Cage. Oh, the middle one is the first night she meets him. Or she spends the night just talking to him. And then, like, the last night she's with him. So, yeah, like, she tells Nick Cage to move in with her and all this stuff. And he basically says, like, I'm doing this. I'm going to kill myself through drinking. You can't stop me. It doesn't matter. And she says, I just want company, so it's fine. I'm not going to try to stop that. And slowly he poisons her life and, like, she's not allowed in certain clubs and da-da-da-da. And he tries to tell her, like, I'm dying. Get rid of me. Like, just stop. And she won't. And so then he does something really shitty that pisses her off enough that he she kicks him out. And that's the whole intention. And then she actually has the worst night of her life. She gets gang raped. And they show a lot of it. And then they show her, like, bleeding and crying in the shower after it beating the shit out of her. She gets kicked out of her apartment. <laughs> and then she's looking for Nick Cage. Because that's, like, that's the comfort she wants. And then she finds him, and he's basically, like, on death's doorstep. Like, he's about to choke to death, like, on his own vomit type of... In a hotel room. And this is the only time she has sex with him. And he dies when he <laughs> finishes. And that's the movie! And, like, I don't know what to do with this! Like, I have no idea how I feel about any of this. <laughs> like, and 
all the while, the entire movie has jazz. Because that's what happens in Las Vegas during the 90s is jazz, apparently. And that's the best way to describe we're in Las Vegas. So, I don't know what to do with this movie, anybody. I also don't understand why this is, like, a plot point. That, like, because this has happened in other movies, this thing of, like, people have sex and then die while having sex. It's just, like, what? Why? Why is this a thing? (laughs) Why do you want to do that? But... Like I said, the middle, I like the idea of it. The like, There's a lot of dialogue that's really good between them. And, like, Nick Cage is, does really well as an actor. Don't know what to do with the 30 minutes in the beginning. Don't know how to feel about the end. Like, it's just these yeah. extremes that I don't think maybe necessary. Maybe you need to have an extra category that's, like, mixed bag. <laughs> like, like, what I, the fuck? I felt mixed. <laughs> I felt strange about this. Like, <laughs> I, it's just very mixed. <laughs> it's just... Maybe that five makes sense. <laughs> I just don't know. Like... I need to figure out quotes from it that, like, they're good quotes, and I just don't understand. Well, I remember, because you were talking to me about this movie, you, like, texted me when we were watching some of this stuff. Yeah, I told you not to watch it. Yeah, you were just like, don't watch this movie. Well, like, this is not a movie I'd recommend to people. So that's why I, I think I marked it bad, because I was, or not bad, wasted time. I don't, see, I don't know. I yeah. just don't know what to do with this movie in my head at all. It's I think there you forever. Need a, I think you need a fourth category that's just like mixed. That's just the unknown. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's I like there were good moments, there were bad moments. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that maybe that's the fourth category. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that like to quickly wrap up the other movie I watched was Pig, and I I don't think that's a good movie. Okay. They gave it like a ninety eight, and everybody says it's really good. I think part of the reason I went in expecting a really good movie, it's John Wick. But instead of a dog, it's a pig. And instead of a world-class assassin, he was some private chef hobo fighter. Like, <laughs> that's my summary of this movie. Yes, to those who love this movie, I understand the underlying theme of beauty and food and his relation. Oh, fuck you. Like, it was a dumb movie. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's not deep. It's stupid. I don't care. It didn't wrap up anything. It's just a a shitty John Wick. (laughs) So is it a waste of time, or...? Yeah, I think I, like, gave it a medium rating just because I'm like, I guess it had a point. (laughs) There's some deep meaning if you want to find it. Yeah, so that's what's kind of hard about, like, pretentious movies. And not, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I haven't watched this movie, so I can't, like, really say anything on this. I don't know, I think this, from what I understand, is kind of more a pretentious movie that, like, They're hard. Like, sometimes I watch pretentious movies and I'm like, okay, I get this. So, like, for example, one of the ones that did really well at, like, the Oscars and stuff was Parasite. I don't know if you saw Parasite. It's it's on my list. Korean movie. It's strange. There were parts of Parasite that I really liked. But then there was parts of it I didn't like. And it just, it was... One of those where it was really weird for me. Because, like, especially... I mean, I won't spoil anything. But essentially, the way it ended was what ruined it for me. And it's just, like... Sometimes with movies, I'm like, I just kind of want you to be one thing. And you be that one thing, I'll be fine. But, like, when when movies try to be, like, three things... And, like, especially when it's, like, one of those things is radically different. Like, I just... I don't know not working for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my other issue with Pig, other than, honestly, it could just be because I went in thinking it'd be a great movie. 
I will admit to that, that I had that precursor. I also just don't think Nick Cage was the right guy. If this is a good movie, he was not a good pick for it. Because the role he played was this more silent type. That is not Nick Cage. He's insane silent type, but he always has a breaking point. The closest to a breaking point is when he ends up like in some fight or whatever. And it wasn't even. He just took the hits. That was the point of the fight. So it's like he never has a breaking point. He's just this weird silent hobo dude. Like, it's not a good Nick Cage role. I don't really care. Like, I'm a lover of Nick Cage and I don't feel like this would be... I feel like this would be a better movie with a different person. So... That's fair. As, you know, radicals will be, I think Pig is a shit movie. <laughs> so. That's it. That's the quote. That's it. That's my quote. That's Pig it. is a shit movie. <laughs> that's, the, that's the title of this. Just, no. That's we're probably done. not a good. We're just really going to make people hate us immediately. <laughs> and it'll get us views. What's up? So. Cool. Now that we went on too long, we'll have a quick story time to break up. Do I have to. <laughs> I just... think we can get like. Sound by that. I don't think it's gonna. It's just gonna come up scratchy. Look at that shit. <laughs> so, this is my story time, and it's a favorite story of mine because explicitly no one believes me to this day. So, <laughs> so my parents bought land when we lived here that the intention was to put like a house on it. That fell through. That's a different story. But essentially, we had this five acres just out there. And a house. And every weekend we go to this five acres and work on clearing, like, the woods, the brush, the kind of thing. I was young and thus didn't have a lot of responsibilities. My main responsibility was climbing vines until they snapped. (laughs) Yeah. And I did that because it was fun, so it didn't matter. I ran out of vines eventually and I would just go wandering in the woods without telling anybody until, like, I would have a watch or something that would tell me how many hours I'd been out there. I'd be like, oh, shit, gotta turn around. So... I was a very weird kid and just believed in myself too much. Let's say that. I just believed I could do anything at any point in time and I was the most skilled person there was, okay? Still true. Anyway, I found an animal print that made no fucking sense. It was a huge cat print. And I'm talking huge. Like, it's not a dog. It didn't have the print of a dog. It was definitely not a house cat. And I couldn't get it out of my mind. I, like, brought my mom to it because it was near the creek. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) And she's like, it was probably just a dog. I'm like, it's not a dog. It is a cat. It is a huge cat. And they didn't believe me. I'm like, I'll find it. I have no tracking skills. I'm 12 years old. What the fuck? Like, I decided I would find it. And so I went walking. (laughs) And I walked for, like, two hours, I think. Just... Any direction in the woods. I wasn't, there wasn't, like, a leading track of any sort. I just, like, decided I would find this creature and prove everyone wrong. And note, this is before I just had a phone to take pictures with. So, this is why people talked about ghosts before phones a lot more. So, like, I'm walking in the woods, determined to find whatever creature left behind this. I get farther than I've ever been in the woods, right? And there's just this, like, field that has an incline. It's like a golden open field. And I see a fucking mountain lion on this goddamn hill. Like, just laying there in the sun. And I froze. Because I never thought, what am I going to do when I find this thing? Because I just decided to find it. That wasn't the point. Like, I just wanted to find it. And I stare at it for a second. Just trying to decide. Because I kind of wanted proof. But I didn't know, like, how to go about it. 
and it looked at me and I fucking ran. <laughs> I ran faster than I've ever ran in my entire goddamn life. I fell so many times because I'm leaping over the creek back and forth. I'm running. I bust up both my knees. I bust up my face. I bust up my hands. Like, I am running for my goddamn life. Like, I'm just so petrified because I've never seen anything that big, that close. Like, and I'm just running. And I think in this two hours, it took me 20 fucking minutes. Like, I bolted back and I'm panting. I'm bleeding. I'm crying. Like, I'm like, I am a fucking mess. And my mom's like, what happened? What's wrong with you? I'm like, there was a mountain lion. I found it. And I started screaming about it. And no one believed me. Everybody thought I just ran for my life because I'm some dumb kid. I'm like, why would I do that? Like, I ran because it was for my life. Like, and like, I swear. None of them believe me. None of them to this day. They're like, you probably just saw a cat. It wasn't a fucking cat. I'm like, no, I'm not stupid. Like, I was 12. I wasn't two. Like, I saw a goddamn mountain lion. And where we live, I looked into it. And they said that, like, around that time, so this is, you know, decade, over a decade ago, they said that, like, they found the last one of these mountain lions in the area, like, three or four years before that. I'm like, yeah, that was the last recorded one. I'm like, that doesn't mean a fucking thing. Like, they can live that long, which means that last recorded one could have been the one I found. Like, and they're elusive. They're the kind of animal you don't really find. That's why it's hard to, like, I guess they're endangered because we just can't find them. They're hard to find. So I stand by my statement. It was a fucking mountain lion and everyone can call me a liar all they want. <laughs> like, to this day, um, I would swear on a Bible it was a mountain lion. <laughs> have you seen, like, any evidence of it, like, since then? Well, I don't have that property anymore. I just oh, saw, like, the okay. paw print and okay. then found it. And okay. like I said, it was, like, a decent walk away from our actual right. land. I thought it was in the house you actually, you still lived no, in. No, it's so. the property down from where I live that we had. I think you saw it, like, once. <laughs> you lived there. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, where we live, there are some sections that are more kind of wilderness-y. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that that might happen. No one believed me. <laughs> I don't know. To be fair, though, I see things sometimes and I'm just kind of stupid. So, because, <laughs> you know, like, when I saw a coyote a couple weeks ago and I was just like, wow, a coyote. And everybody was like, big deal, Krista. <laughs> and I was like, I've never seen one. I don't I've know. seen many. I've had to run from a few. <laughs> That's always like you're just walking in the woods and there's a pack of them. You're like. What? Like, you don't know what to do yet? Because they're kind of, they're smaller than you think they are. Mm -hmm. And, like, the few, I think it's happened to me four times. Where I'm just like, huh? <laughs> you just turn a corner like, oh. Hey. <laughs> what? Every time they've run off. So it's been okay. But yeah, it's just one of those weird things. Well, what do I do? Okay, what? you ran. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. What would you do? Climb a tree? You'd slowly back away. You wouldn't show your back. I had to okay. do that once. They were like... I was sitting by the pond at the current house, and they like to go in that back field, and I heard yipping, and I kind of stood up, and I saw them, and they didn't see me, but it was nighttime, which means they would be more likely to attack me. Just slowly backed up, and then ran. <laughs> the trick is to run when they're not looking. <laughs> so yeah, you just slowly, no sudden movements, no sounds, and then try to get as far away as possible, as soon as possible. But they can't outrun you, so you basically only have that, like, small gap. <laughs> yeah. 
to get away. Back away. It's back away. <laughs> I've heard you tell the mountain lion story before, but I've never enthusiasm. Yeah. Well, also not in quite as great of a detail. I just remember you saying that it happened, and that's kind of it. I didn't realize all the lead up and the paw print, <laughs> and then you seeing it and just fucking. <laughs> <okay. laughs> what was I supposed to do? Do you know how often that shit happened to me? I just would get determined to do something and then not think about anything else. Like, I wouldn't, like, with all my pranks and stuff, I wouldn't think about the repercussions in any way or, like, what I'm supposed to. I just would decide to do this thing and it would happen and it would surprise me that it happened. <laughs> And it happened, I tracked something else. I was like, I'm going to find deer and show all these people I'm so cool. And I found deer and went, how did I do that? <laughs> I just decided to do it and they're here. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's just like, it's uh, some kind of RPG. I think your, like, luck is very high. It is, actually. But then, like, I don't know. I don't know what other stat, but, like, some of your other stats are, like, too low <laughs> to, like, compensate for the luck. Like, wisdom, <laughs> like, high luck, low wisdom. Yeah. Like, what do I do now? <laughs> it's like, so then the thing will happen that you've always wanted, and you're like, but wait. <laughs> what? I don't know what to do here. I never planned for this part. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. No. If this were somebody with lower luck, this would have never happened. I do. I have very, I have very high luck, and because of that, like five times a year, my luck runs out, and those are horrible, horrible days. <laughs> They're so bad. I'm like, how did I survive without luck? Like it's just a shit day. It happens all at once. <laughs> Yeah. But then the following day, my luck is like 10 times higher. So I'm like, I what I'll do is when I have bad luck days, I don't know how long it'll last. So I say a day. It can last a week where I just have shit luck. And I'm like, what happened? I will get a lottery ticket every day. So, and then the day like I win, I go, okay, it's back. We're fine. Because I almost always win scratchers. So it's my way of like, my luck will turn any day and I'll win a bunch of money and it'll be okay. <laughs> I, remember, I still remember you telling me the story when you fell out of your house. <laughs> <laughs> Such a shit day! I was so pissed that whole day. I'm like, fuck everything. I was like, I just started dating someone and I texted him. I'm like, well, I just fell out of my house. <laughs> Crippled and bleeding. And he was just like, oh shit. <laughs> and he was like hanging out with his mom. He's like, I have to go. Julie just fell out of her house. She's like, Crippled. We, we gotta stop. <laughs> we gotta get back to Nick Cage. <laughs> good. Oh gosh, too many stories. <laughs> my life. That, this you is my do, life. You have to tell that story sometime. <laughs> because that. I think that story is just funny. I don't even well, really know. Like, <laughs> I just happen. Like, I don't know how to tell that story. <sighs> okay. Alright. So... We have a couple last little bits that we want to talk about for just the rest of Nick Cage. And this might be more of a Julie question, is what movies are you excited to actually watch? Are there any that you have high hopes for? So I think Jiu-Jitsu is going to be literally the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a martial arts movie in Nick Cage. How... How bad? <laughs> is it like one of those ones where he's like the main character and everybody else is Chinese or something? I have absolutely no idea. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to know. I just want... Okay. It's just when I see a movie called Jiu-Jitsu on my Nick Cage list, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. 
the other one is kind of funny. Bangkok Dangerous. I have a handful of movies that have scores to, and I've never seen the movie. That's one of them. That has really good music. I think based on the music, it's like a heist movie. Hmm. So I'm excited for the music in that because it always makes me speed really bad when it pops up. And the same thing with World Trade Center. The music from that is uh, Craig Armstrong, who's this composer I really like. And the music's beautiful. Mm. I don't really care. I don't want to say I don't care about 9-11. But I don't, I don't care to watch that kind of movie. But I'm excited for the music. And last one's Color Out of Space. That's a newer one that I actually wanted to see and never got around to it. Mm. But it's supposed to be good. It's very strange. Yeah, I think the one really on my list that I want to see, and I don't know if we'll make a day out of it or something, because I think my husband wants to see this one too, is Vampire's Kiss, which this was one of the ones that actually kind of started this, because I have been campaigning for a while that I really want to watch this movie, because I've heard people talk about it. It's like, this was like one of the earlier Nick Cage movies, like I think he's pretty young in this, but it's like so bizarre. It's... I think it's like essentially he's like a lawyer or something and he just slowly goes crazy but it's like peak Nick Cage going crazy like all the weird things that he does with that and like I've seen like stills and stuff from it and I'm like I just won't watch this movie so bad it just it looks so crazy funny yeah the only other movie I could think of is Moonstruck because it's got Cher in it Apparently it's a good movie. She, like, won an award for it. And it's apparently one of the movies that made Nick Cage famous because he literally eats a cockroach. Like, as a person eats a cockroach for a movie. Because that's what my mom told me. She went, are you going to watch Moonstruck? I went, yeah, it's on the list. Why wouldn't it be? And she's like, she told me all that stuff about it. So I am excited about that one. Okay. I will be interested how you feel about that one. Just because, kind of, I feel like from what I've seen from it, I'm not sure you'll like it, but we'll see. I don't know. You'll have to let me know. I just, I don't know. That okay. one has always looked like a weird one to me. I've, okay. I've, like, seen... So, like, it's weird. I... Maybe I've never explained this before. I watch a lot of, like, movie-related things. Like, there's, like, a couple, like, critics and, like, people on YouTube I watch and stuff. So, people have, like... I've heard people talk about certain movies, so, like, I'll know a certain degree about them. And I just feel like every time I've seen this movie, I'm like, this looks like this was a movie, I think it's, like, the 80s was, like, when it came out. I'm like, it looks like a movie that came out in the 80s. It doesn't seem like it would translate to something I would like now. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, to wrap up, I guess, to kind of pull away a little from Nick Cage... This project is something you could we could apply to other people realistically. So we kind of wanted to like to wrap up since we like to talk about the future at the end. If there's any other actors we might do this with in the future. Will this become our new podcast thing is that we just obsessively do this stupid shit <laughs> can give you our opinions. I mean, we kind of just obsessively do stupid shit. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. This could just be like every yeah. year we have a new person. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, for me, this is kind of a weird thing. And I think we had kind of mentioned this in one of the other episodes. I'm not really a big stan type of person. Like, I don't really get very obsessed with people. There's not really a lot of people where, like, I watch all of their things or, like, even if I really like them, I won't necessarily do it. There's very few exceptions to that rule. 
I think the only one that like I can think of right now is Taika Waititi, which I think I've mentioned a couple times, but like I've watched like pretty much all of his stuff at this point. And it's really just because I like him as a director. And I think, I think for me, that's what's more important. Like it's harder, liking actors is hard for me, just in the same way of like video games. Cause, cause I was talking the other day about this, that like one of the problems I have with video games, I got like, I got into this period of my life where I was like super obsessed with video games. Like I was kind of becoming like a gamer person where I was like essentially playing anything that came out and like really into it. I think like this was about 2016. And then like around that time was like around the time like the video game industry just sucked. Like it was like this whole year of like everything that came out was like really shitty. And it kind of left me feeling like super disappointed. Like I was really upset, like all this kind of stuff. And like, I've applied this to like a lot of things in my life where now I'm kind of in the vein of like, I'll like things if people recommend them to me and I know that they're going to be good. I don't, I mean, okay, there's the thing with movies where I'll watch bad movies. That's not really it. It's just like, I, especially like for things that are going to take a very long time. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to waste my time. And that was kind of like what had happened to me with like the whole video game thing. So like nowadays it's like, it's like, I pretty much don't get hyped for new things anymore. It's like, if somebody tells me that it's good and they recommend it or like, okay, maybe if it's like a Mario, but just because I know it'll like, they really, come on, you can't fuck up a Mario really. What are you going to do? It's not going to happen. But like, other than that, I just kind of go with like the stuff I think will be good. See, I think I just have the obsessive part of my personality. I just like completing things. I like having these weird lists in my head. And I loosely do this with a lot of people. I have a rockathon like every year. I have a Keanu Reeves marathon. But it's not like this serious. It's not me listing all their movies and watching all them. It's me generally watching them for like two weeks straight. And I call on it. But I already created one of these lists for Brendan Fraser because he's coming back. And I haven't seen pretty much anything that he's been in since like The Mummy and when he was in his like golden age. Mm -hmm. And I'm really proud of him for coming back. So I want to support him by watching all this stuff. And that's kind of how I feel about it is I'm supporting this person I like. Even indirectly, even if just me talking about it is kind of a way to promote them in my own way that doesn't feel... Like, I'm selling something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just talking about Nick Cage. I'm telling you the shitty movies. I'm telling you this weird shit. Like, because I like it. Because I want to talk about it. And so I tend to just do this. Like, this is just part of who I am. And, like, the other actors I do this with, like, Jack Black. I tend to go on his rampages. Gary Oldman is one I want to do it with. Because he's one of those actors you don't even know he's in a movie. Sometimes till after. You're like, oh, shit. Like, that was Gary Oldman. He's such a good actor. That he does that. Although I feel like that one might be kind of weird then. Because like you might watch. He's been on there a long time. (laughs) Yeah, you might watch a couple movies and be like, where was Gary Oldman? (laughs) Where where was he? (laughs) How am I supposed to judge that? How am I supposed to know? (laughs) Yeah. Because, and then what was it? Like when actors pass away that I know I liked. Like with Robin Williams, with Alan Rickman. I sat and watched all their movies. That's something I do. So it's not so much that I'm like, oh, this actor's great. I'm going to watch it. It's my way of saying and kind of promoting them to me because now I have more things to talk about. Now I can tell people, hey, you may not have liked The Scorpion King, 
the first appearance of The Rock. But, you know, The Rundown is, like, one of his best movies of all time. You should watch that movie. Oh, my God, The Rundown. I love The Rundown. <laughs> I tell anybody and everybody to watch that movie. <sighs> Lightning Thunder, Lightning Thunder. <laughs> that, I think, is the best movie with The Rock. To be fair, I don't watch any of the race car movies, as we mentioned, which apparently are, like, his best. I don't give a shit. Oh, if fast I'm, and furious. Yeah, I'm not going to watch movies that, that bad. <laughs> I guess if I do a rockathon with this kind of, like, documentation, maybe, but... You'll have to watch them. Uh... And then you're gonna have to explain to me how you car out of an airplane. Because I, I just want somebody to explain it to me. See, that could be another episode, is we sit and torture ourselves by watching The Fast and Furious and do an episode like, why do people watch these movies? <laughs> We've watched them, and we still don't understand. <laughs> You know, but maybe someday it'll give me the answer of how do you car out of an airplane. Planes, why do you car out of an airplane? More importantly... Well, why is really the answer. Why? Why cars, but spies? <laughs> cars, but wait a minute, spies. <laughs> and, and they're very connected. Somehow. And The Rock. There's eight of these movies. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> There's about to be nine, or there is nine. I can't remember. I don't know. Why Whatever. Would we know? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I... Maybe I could do this with Keanu Reeves. Although, to be fair, Keanu Reeves does have some kind of weird movies, Lake too. House. <laughs> yeah, and which I have yeah. seen, that movie. He's in the... Is it Bram Stoker that he's in? He's in one of the Dracula movies, but I know yeah. Gary Oldman's in that movie. That's why I'm kind of thinking I'm confusing them. But he's with yeah, Renata Ryder. And, like, they're the lovers or whatever and it's very weird yeah maybe i haven't seen that but i think you're right though that he is in that and then um brendan fraser yeah he's probably one that i could do that he does have a lot and now a lot of his new stuff is shows when i was a kid i used to love that tarzan george george of the george, jungle george, george of the jungle because yeah, it was amazing and the mummy tarzan sorry the mummy is one of my favorite all-time movies have you watched all of them at least once <laughs> you said it was so much fun. <laughs> it's because the third one, I don't even count it. The Scorpion King is more of a mummy movie than the third mummy movie. When I do my marathon, I skip three and just watch Scorpion King. <laughs> just the first one. <laughs> let me, let me, just the first one. <laughs> so it's mummy one, two, and Scorpion King. And that's the mummy marathon, according to me and most people. <laughs> yeah. Anything else is a lie. <sighs> well... But yeah, I think that's about it. It's like, maybe Taika Waititi. So you'd go more know. for a style than you would a person. Yeah. Because, like, I think the thing for me is just, I want to watch things that I know that I'll like. Which, I, I mean, that sounds weird, because it makes it sound like I'm not, like, I don't take risks. I do sometimes. I definitely watch movies that I don't like, like, all the time, frequently. It's just... I try... You don't knowingly do so. Yeah, it's more... Like, if somebody tells me, for example, like, if a movie comes out and it has horrible ratings, I'm probably not gonna see that movie. Not unless somebody, like, comes up to me and is like, hey, like, this movie's really bad, but you should watch (laughs) Watch Rage. (laughs) Like, watch this with hate. (laughs) Hate and love (laughs) at the same time. Open mind. But, like, yeah, other than that, like, yeah, there's... There's been quite a few of those. I... I don't know. There's been a few that I've, like, gone to see of the, for example, the superhero movies that I've been dragged to. And that's kind of one of those where people are like, you have to go watch this one. And I'm like, but everybody says it's really bad. And I don't, I don't want to just be angry. I know I've brought it up, but to tell you The Rock's (laughs) horrible movie that I love 
Doom. You need to watch Doom. It's so good. It's so terrible. <laughs> okay. And it's got what's-his-face. Another guy how I would watch. He's in a lot of things. I never remember his goddamn name. He's Bones in the new Star Trek. He's Armir in oh, Lord of the Rings. Um... He's in the Marvel movies as, like, the gatekeeper for Thor Ragnarok. Keith Urban? Maybe. He's in the, no. the boys. <laughs> That's, like That's a... the singer. <laughs> it's something like Carl that. Carl Urban. There Carl. we go. Yeah, him. We got it. We figured it out. Yeah, he's the main character in it, but the rock's in it. At the end, it goes in first person, and it's a shooter. <laughs> it's so terrible, and it's beautiful. That's the best you of know, the horrible rock movies. I will say one of the ones that I really like that are generally pretty bad are the Batmans. So, like, the Batman forever. You say that like I don't have a room. <laughs> no, the... No, I'm not talking about all the Batmans. I'm talking, like, about Batman forever. I know. Like, the George Clooney bat nipples, him Look wearing at his skates, <laughs> all that. I know a lot of people really don't like those ones. I Why not? I really They're like. perfect. They're because, so I don't know, people, so, so actually, I think we kind of mentioned this, or well, I mentioned this, when we were, like, talking about, like, our favorite movies and stuff, and you were talking about Batman. This is actually one of the reasons why I don't like the newer Batmans. It's because I like things sometimes to be kind of campy. Like, that is a thing that I enjoy. So for me, the newer Batmans are, like, so serious that I'm like, but I liked the camp. Like, I liked the stupidness of it. Like, I enjoy that kind of stuff. That doesn't mean that I enjoy that all the time. I can watch a more serious superhero movie. It's just... I I liked them. I don't know. I was at the right age where it hit, and I thought it was funny. I I don't know. Yeah, my Batman room is kind of a split between those and then The Dark Knight. Because to me, The Dark Knight is a perfect movie. But my love for Batman started with those. Like, they are why I am the way I am today. I think Bat Batman Returns and Batman Forever were the two I watched the most. So. Because <laughs> they're so great. I just... <sighs> I like the color, and I love that Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze, and he just says ice puns, and that's it. Holy <laughs> that's rusted metal, Batman. What? This metal, it's all holy. Like, I love how they just paused and talked about it. <laughs> it's so, such a waste of time, and it's great. I know people hate it. I Let me just it. rip off my lips. <laughs> You thought you'd get away with it. Because that's how poison works. <laughs> Who cares that we shared saliva? That's not how poison works. <laughs> Lips. Lips. This was Passion for Your Passions with Julie. And Krista, where we talked about Nicolas Cage. On the next episode, we're talking about writing. Writing month. It's the thing. Long Acre Pals. Boo doo 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 doo. I'll do elevator music. Boo doo 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 Elevator music doesn't need words, but I added them anyway. And then just. I don't really know how to say it either and it's <laughs> nah, no write more that's how I read it. yeah it's something write more i don't understand the nano part
Oh, see, I read, nah. No, write more. <laughs> like, it's kind of No, like, write more. No, write more. <laughs> nah. Like, it's like a conversation. <laughs> that's how I read it, which is why I didn't say it, because that's embarrassing. <laughs> well, you did say it. I have it. <laughs> I have it on recording. <laughs>